you're listening to Created Podcast, and we're your hosts, Amanda, Taffy, and Emily. Every week, we'll take a deep dive into the topic of worth and identity, and how by discovering more of who God is, we can discover more of who we are created to be. No matter if you're a lifelong Christ follower, new to the faith, exploring, or skeptical, our hope as we tackle discussions around this topic is that you will find we're all not too different in our struggles. We believe there is hope, clarity, and confidence in understanding our worth and identity. Hi, everybody, and welcome to the second episode of Created. We are here today, and we just wanted to take a small amount of time after we kind of explain to you our hearts behind the podcast just to share a little bit about us. And we are each going to take some time to ask each other a few questions so that you can get to know us better. One of our values is being relational. And so we want you to feel like you know us, to feel like we're friends, and we want that. So we are going to start off. I am actually going to start off by asking Taffy a question. So Taffy, what is your favorite place that you've traveled to? You said you have kind of shared with us a little bit. You've been everywhere. You've lived in a bunch of different places. But if you had to pick just one, one place... What would your favorite place be? Okay. All right. This is this is very hard, Emily. Like I knew I feel like you just like put me in this trap and you're like, Taffy, make a decision. <laughs> Not very good at that. Um <laughs> Well, actually, this is a memory I actually shared with my mom, which she had no idea about. So I love traveling. And when I started working as a social worker straight after university, I was like, yes, I own my own money. I am going to travel everywhere. And one of the places that I've always wanted to go to was Ireland. And I just love the Irish. I I just was like, I just want to get myself immersed in the culture. And so I planned with a few friends. And every time people just kept dropping out until it got to the point where I was like, you know what? I'm just going to go on holiday by myself. I'm doing it. So I did it, guys. I went on holiday by myself for a weekend and a day. And I explored Ireland. And I was in Dublin. And I loved it. I loved the people. I met friends. And it was just so much fun. And I'm really looking forward to visiting it again. But, you know, there's so many other places I've visited that I could talk about. But, you know, I had to stick to one. So I'm only sticking to one. <laughs> How old were you, Taff? I was, uh, how old was I? I think I was like 24, 24, 25. Yeah, because I had finished university by then and I was working full time. So so I was a bit wiser to travel by myself, I think. (laughs) I don't think so. No, it totally is. Totally is. I was just saying, like, that's impressive to just be like, I'm going to go do it by myself and just like (laughs) go explore because I feel like I'd be like, somebody come with me (laughs) yeah I'm a bit like if I'm gonna do something and I'm passionate about it I'm really not gonna wait for the world to start making decisions I'm like I'm I'm going for it hence why I ended up in Papua New Guinea on the other side of the world so yay that's what it is but we are multicultural in this podcast so as I said I am from Zimbabwe Africa my parents live in England and lived there for a while, have lived in Australia. Now I live in Papua New Guinea, 
But actually, our two friends on this podcast did not share in the last episode that they're actually American Canadians. So, Amanda, do you want to start us off with that story? And then, Emily, you can like jump in with little tidbits about that. Yes, we did not share this. So, Emily and I, so our family is Canadian. Um, we were both born in Victoria, British Columbia. It's where we grew up until 2003. My dad got a job offer to come down to the States. We thought it was only going to be like two, one to two years, maybe. Here we are like 20 years later. Um, but like one job led to another job um, that he got asked to do here. And we ended up creating life. And that is, uh, it was actually the only three years ago now that we actually became citizens of the United States. So that is kind of a big story. We love Canada still, but America truly is a part of like where we grew up and um, is home for us. But our entire family is still in Canada and we always escape to the summers of Arizona. If anybody knows or has been to Arizona in the summertime, it's a little hot. So we got to enjoy the beauty of Victoria and BC during the summer and just spend time with our family. So we still feel very connected feel like um, Canada still has like a sense of home for us. But yes, we are Can-Americans. But I think too, when we moved here and still now, like at times we get a little teased about like different things that we say. And you would never think, like I never think of Canada really as a, like a different country. It's very similar, but we like pasta, pasta, we would, we always say pasta and here it's like pasta, hardcore pasta, or we would say like, I would, I want to have a scone and people are like, what's a scone? We're like a scone, a scone. Sure. A scone, like little things like that. But I have to share this one little story. When we very first moved here, my friend, yeah, my friend, I was nine years old in the garage with my dad. We were getting ready to go to soccer practice and I was like, dad, dad, like, have you seen my songs? And he's like, oh, Em, I think like they're over there. And my friend, we're nine years old. She looks at me and she is like, what are you doing? Asking your dad, like, what? And so she's like, isn't saying anything yet at the moment, but I go and pick up my flip-flops and she's like, oh my goodness, like, it might, like what are these people are so crazy. So afterwards she tells me, she's like, Em, I was so confused when you were asking your dad where your thongs were. And then you went and picked up your flip-flops. Like you guys, that is just weird. And I never, I honestly at nine, I didn't know what a thong was. So I just knew that, you know, I just referred to them as my flip-flops and yeah. And so Underwear thongs. Yeah. So in America, a thong is typically considered like your underwear. And anyways, so today, to this day, she still teases me like, Em, where's your thongs? Like, got to get those thongs. But anyways, that is just like a fun little, and it's country to country different. It's not too culturally different, but then there is cultural differences. Like it is a funny as it is, there still is differences between like Canada and America. Not drastic, not similarly to, you know, to America or things like that. But it is kind of funny. Just some of those little Canadian things. So, yeah. Yeah. Totally. I have the next question. And that is for my sister. 
Okay, um, can you share what Uh-oh. these three words mean? Dallas, knife, and Hunger Games. Very weird. <laughs> okay. Uh, yes, this is a famous story in our family. Dallas is my husband, for those of you who don't know. But back in the time of this story, we were just dating. So we were at my parents' house, and Dal was in the kitchen. You guys are high school sweethearts. In high school, yes. Sorry, we were in high school. Yeah, or just freshmen in college, like one of the two. We were, like, really young. And Dallas, one thing I did know about him was he has very vivid dreams. So we're in the kitchen, and I'm making lunch, and he was like, Em, I have to tell you about this dream that I had. And so he proceeds to go to my mom's big butcher block of knives, picks out, not not kidding you, the biggest knife he can find from her butcher block, and is like, Em, I was in the Hunger Games. And he's got, picture this, he's got his big, this big, huge knife in his hand, and he's kind of like swinging it around. He's like, I was in the Hunger Games, and I went up, and I, there was someone attacking me, and I went to like stab the person. Well, when he's saying that, he is moving the knife right down past his like thigh and to like upper like stab someone and goes directly into his leg. So we are in my parents' kitchen. He has gone into his like leg with this knife, pulled it out, looks at me with like just these eyes of like, oh my goodness, what did I just do? And he's like, Em, I just stabbed myself. And I was like, what? You just stabbed yourself? And he's wearing like Adidas pants. They just have like their black pants with white, two white stripes down the side. And all of a sudden the Adidas pants, the white is now red. So I'm like, sit down. I'm panicking. Like, and not in nursing school at the time. He likes to add this detail in. I was like, let me get you some ibuprofen. And obviously you cannot take ibuprofen when you're bleeding. So he likes to tease me about that. But anyway, so we're panicking. We're like, okay, we need to get you somewhere. We go to the hospital. Well, first we went to an urgent care and they were like, we can't do stabbings here because like you might actually have something going on there. So you need to go to a hospital. So anyways, then we make our way to the hospital. We go there. It was like a three inches into his leg cut. He had got tons of stitches. Anyways, quite the story, but we do like to tell that now he was okay. There was no nerve damage. Praise God. Like nothing long lasting for him other than a nice big scar and a very funny story. So. Okay. I need to ask. I have to interject, Emily. Okay. So everybody who's listening, this might be a generational thing. Who remembers Adidas pants? The one with the two straps. <laughs> did they have back? Did they have buttons going all the way down? Well, you could, like, not these ones. These are them. soccer pants. Basketball oh, ones. Oh man! Yeah, basketball Do you think they make them anymore? Oh yeah. Like that. Like the classic. Probably. Man, like everybody I needed to have a pair of those. I Even know. I had a pair of those. The boys. Everybody had it. Oh, love it. Memories. Memories. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. So anyways, that is our, it's been told many times in our family, but that is a little background of my husband and I, and just a small little piece of who we are. So anyways, Taffy. Okay. So now crazy story of us, your most embarrassing moment. (laughs) Okay. So um, as I... (laughs) 
I don't I don't even know how to tell the story with the straight face. Anyway, so as um I've said I've lived in different countries. One of the countries I actually lived in was um South Africa. So I went to the University of Cape Town. And this was my first year um leaving the country of Zimbabwe without my parents. Like we had traveled to South Africa, but we were like tiny kids when we did that. So here I am in a new country um in south africa doing university amazing and we had just finished our social work lecture and we were about to start our psychology lecture so what happens is that our social work lecture is very small but the psychology one fills up the whole lecture room and the lecture was very strict so i was like i literally have five minutes to run to the bathroom come back still be in my seat before she comes in and locks up all the doors and tells people you can't come in, right? Okay, so here I am. I, I've been to these bathrooms a hundred times, by the way, okay? It's not like it's my first time using the bathrooms in this lecture hall. I run into the toilets. I get into the toilets and I see this person standing by the urinal and I'm like, what? Okay, this guy. It's a guy. When she says you Oh, okay. Do you want? Do you want? To... Sorry. When she says urinal, <laughs> urinal for those who live in America. So she says urinal. That's what she means. Sorry. I still won't be able to say the American way, so I'm gonna go back to the urinal. <laughs> but people have context. I love that. Um. So note, I'm in a rush, right? Because I don't want to be locked out of this lecture. So. I see this guy by the urinal and I'm like, huh, weird. Have I just walked into a unisex bathroom? So, you know, you've heard all these stories, but you've never experienced it before. So I'm just, I'm still focused. I go into the cubicle, do my pee. I'm doing my pee and I'm going, am I, am I in a unisex bathroom? I never knew there was a unisex bathroom on this campus. Anyway, I finish, I go and I wash my hands. I see somebody, wa um, wash, a guy washing their hands. I need to say a guy washing their hands, another guy by the urinal. And I'm just going, what is going on? So I quickly wash my hands. Note, my aim is I need to get back into the classroom. As I'm passing by the door, I see the sticker of like a male on it. And I go, no ways. I did not just walk into a male bathroom, but I bolt out. I literally just bolt out and go like, act like it's the most normal thing. Go back into my lecture and sit down and I go, Oh my goodness, I just walked into a male bathroom and acted like it was normal. Anyway, thank goodness I didn't meet anyone I know when I was in there. So I text my best friend who was also on campus and I say, you wouldn't believe what happened. I just walked into a male bathroom. This is the most embarrassing thing ever. Note I was sitting next to two of my guy friends. So I was like, I'm not going to tell them that I just walked into a male bathroom. But, you know, after the lecture, I think I got over myself and then shared with them what had happened. Um, yeah, so that is one of my most embarrassing moments and I've never lived it down from then on, but yeah, <laughs> you, you guys can all laugh about that wherever you are and listening to this podcast, but I have, um, a question for Emily and Amanda. Could you guys share a random fact about yourselves to our general public? Okay. I'll go first. So mine is that i sneeze many times in a row almost almost every single time that i sneeze and anyone who's been around me for any amount of time knows that this is just some weird thing that i do and it sounds some people say it sounds like a machine gun other people say it sounds like i'm beatboxing 
everyone kind of has their own little like thing, but it's just many sneezes in a row and quick and yeah. So that's my random fact. Give us an example. Come on. An example of the sneeze. Okay. <laughs> and that's literally what it, that is truly what it sounds like. That sounds like so funny, but it is true. Okay, I have to ask. Do, do sometimes people think that you're faking it and you're making it's like make believe when you're doing I it? I think when I was younger, they did like in the classroom. It would. It used to be like a really big distraction because kids would say like "bless you, bless you, bless you, bless you, bless you, bless you." Like after every single one, so much so that the teacher had to be like, "Okay, everybody, like please just wait till she's done, and then you can all say it one time." Like, yeah. So I think maybe when I was little, people might have thought I was doing it for like attention or whatever. But it was. It's truly like that's just, a genuine thing. It's genuine. I don't know why I do it. It's yeah. Best random so, fact ever. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Band, what about you? Okay, my, my random fact is super fun. So I have, I like to call it, I really struggled. Honestly, this was not something I ever loved sharing. And it was never something I was like, yeah, this is a fun random fact. But I embrace it and I own it now. Um, my sister even bought me a mug that says, I sparkle, not sweat. And I have a condition called hyperhidrosis, so I have a superpower where I sweat out of my hands and my feet like twice the amount than any other person. Like I, when I'm hot, literally can have like sweat like just dripping down my hand or my arm or any of those things. Not the most like um, attractive <laughs> random fact or as cute as my sister's who's like sneezes cute. <laughs> <laughs> That, that is a random fact of, of, you know, a part of who I am. I just sweat a lot. So, you know, staying hydrated is very important for me. <laughs> that's, that's my sparkly, uh, sparkly random fact about myself. So, but in that, and uh, just kind of on the topic of like who we are, kind of transitioning here from maybe the fun questions about, um, you know, each other. And I, I love all of this. But I think that we also uh, should just share one word that best describes each of us. And um, I'm going to just kick it off. We're going to, Emily and I are going to share our one word that describes taffy. So the word is authentic. And we were kind of joking about this when we were talking about it before. Authentic is definitely a word that has been thrown around these days, I think a little bit loosely or... Emily put it perfectly, like Taffy is actually the true definition of authentic, not somebody who's just trying to figure out who their authentic self is. Taffy truly is the person where you meet who she displays a sense of confidence in who she is in every area. She does not hide who she is when she's teaching. She's the same person that you're sitting across the table to have a cup of coffee with. She is the same person who brings truth and joy into the room. She is the person that when you meet her for the very first minute you have a conversation, that is who she is. You are not, you know, Taffy truly has this incredible quality of just being who she was created to be. The most authentic person that I have ever met and it draws you in and you're just instantly like, oh my goodness, I admire just who you are because of the way that you carry yourself and the confidence that you have it's just 
it's so 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 um you have to know her yes exactly you you like have to know her you're like I need to know you what like what is it about you and what it is about Taffy is that she has a deep deep love for Jesus and that just shines so bright through her like we were saying like she's so joyful makes everyone feel so loved and she came to Arizona for one week and like my in-laws love Taffy. Like everybody loves Taffy. You don't have to, like, you get to spend, like, even if you'd only get to spend like an hour with her, like you just love her. And truly that is the Lord just shining so bright through her. And so I feel blessed to know her and be her friend. Yeah. Um, I know Mandy feels the same. Absolutely. So Thank you. Um, Thank you guys. It's really the best. <laughs> okay, my turn. My turn. <laughs> okay. All right. So we, myself and Emily, are going to find a word to describe Amanda. So um, for me, the word that came when we just talked, we were like, okay, Amanda, it's grace. So just bear with me. I'm just going to unpack what that means. It's not grace like the little fluffy, you're cute, you're so graceful, you're dainty. She is very dainty, by the way. <laughs> no doubt about that. But that is not the grace that I'm looking for. It's like that grace that comes from that place of like strength. Like, okay, so the best way I could describe it is that Amanda's the type of person who has so much grace for people that it convicts me every single time, like in a good way. When I am around her and we're having a conversation with someone, the way that she sees people in the light and the essence of who God is and just has such accommodation to to just be like, I hear where you're at and I'm going to have grace for you and walk with you through this. And I'm just like, oh man, girl, I could be a better person. You're teaching me how to just be like, okay, come on, let's wrap it up. <laughs> let's do this. And she's just like gracefully walks people through this journey. So I, yeah, when I think of Amanda, she's a person who carry like grace to carry the essence of who someone is in the light of who God is in their life. And you just do that so well, Amanda. I love it. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, what Taff said is just so true about you, man. And being your sister and your older sister, and I think just having a front row seat to you for the whole our whole lives, and just like Amanda and I have a very sweet, unique sister relationship. We are very, very close and have always been very, very close. Even growing up, we had a lot of the same friends and just a sweet relationship. And so Truly what Taff is saying about Amanda is who she is and who she's always been, I think, which I think is a very unique thing about a person. Mand is so steadfast. I think that is one word that I also just like with the gr grace and steadfast go together in my mind when it comes to Mandy. Just she is someone that will all like has always been there for me as a little sister. And I've always I joke like she's the older sister and I'm actually the younger sister because she's just so wise and so just so poised and she just overflows with grace for others and is something that I really look up to in who she is and I really can't say enough about her and just how much I love her and how grateful I am for her but yeah she is steadfast in her faith and what she believes she's bold and loves others so well. And yeah, so really cannot say 
enough about you. Goodness. Goodness, guys. Goodness. Thank you. Um, okay, since Emily got to gush about the sister, I will start with the sister gushing or continue the sister gushing. And um, Taffy and I just sharing a word for M. Actually, Taffy pinpointed it perfectly. I was like trying to describe Emily and these things. And I was like, how do I put it into one word? And Taffy was like, she's just the champion of all champions. And that couldn't describe Emily more. And I totally might get emotional while we're talking about this. Emily and I were just together also. And we live, like Emily said, we're super close, but we don't live together anymore. So that has been, you know, I mean, it's not like this is necessarily new. Pretty much since I was like 18, it's fluctuated not living in the same place for um, quite some time, but it is hard. And so it's just, we just got to spend some sweet time together. So it's always hard when we have to leave each other. But I say that because Emily is just the greatest champion. Like she just spent a few days here pouring out all of her time and energy to help prepare things for our baby and just love on me and just love on our family. And she is that in every single way in her life. She does so many things for so many people, but she is what you look to and are just like, oh my goodness, you are confident in knowing like that is who you are. You are somebody who knows that people around you need need someone, that they need you like invite people in and are like, hey, I know that there's confidence in the Lord. I know that I've been created to invite people in. So come in. Like, I want to give you a place. I want to give you a home. I want to like have a place of belonging for you. You make everyone feel like they belong. And you do that like by creating a mom's group. You are an FCA leader. You are a mom yourself. You plan every single person's bridal and baby shower. And you just love people so well. You give them a place to belong, but you champion them in who they are because you know who you are and I've always like I have always felt that my entire life I being the younger sister you always let me I think sometimes older sisters are like I don't want my little sister to tag along or <laughs> you know like they, they kind of have that attitude it's never been my sister Emily has always graciously and open arms been invited me and made me feel like I did belong, that I wasn't just the younger sister, but I was her best friend and that I did belong wherever she was. And I never felt second to that. And so that I just, you know, will never not value in my sister. So (laughs) yeah. Yeah. Um, Amanda, you've just taken all my words. Okay. There can never be enough words (laughs) to talk about Emily. I really, I really wish that you all could see her face right now. She's like, red as can be and just like oh my goodness I just need to just politely sit here and just soak it all in and please do we love loving on you Emily and I was like okay Amanda's taken all my words um what am I gonna say but I do love you Amanda but I remember my memory of how you are a champion of all champions was that uh Amanda had talked so much about you my sister my best friend my sister my best friend and I'm like Amanda you're my best friend so I really need to get along with your sister if we're gonna carry on being friends and so the first time we came to your house Emily there was this like pressure of like will she like me too (laughs) but this is the thing about Emily And if anybody has ever walked into her house, I know you can testify on it. And her friends, if you're listening, I know you're going to be like, yep, Taffy, you're on the money. 
So I walk into this house, right? Nervous as can be. I don't think I was nervous to meet your parents, Amanda. I wasn't even nervous about them, but I was so nervous about meeting <laughs> Emily, right? So I walk into this room, right? But the minute I said hi to her and she said hi back and we just hugged each other, we didn't even like go for a handshake or an awkward hello, hello. We just like embraced each other. And that was it. That was history. That was just, she was like, you are a lifer. We're going to be in each other's lives forever. And for then on, it was just history. It literally was history. But even as we've gone through this journey of the podcast and as we've been carrying on and especially during this podcast, when we have Emily around, she is constantly championing us and going, come on, guys, we've got this. Come on, guys, let's just get started and just get on with it. We can do this. This is great. Even when we do some of the worst episodes that we've had to repeat, yep, guess who's going to be there championing us through it all? Come on, guys, it's okay. We'll, we'll just fix that and we'll just get back on it again. So, man, I... As you go through these podcasts, you're going to hear more of Emily's heart and you will agree with us. When we come to the end of season one, you're going to be like, yep, Emily is truly the champion of all champions. But as I've been saying that, you guys are sweet. Thank you. (laughs) As I've been saying that, one of the things that we love um, about this community with this podcast is we want to be um, a group of women that are constantly encouraging each other that speak life into each other. And I feel like on this podcast, this was my most favorite part and we're going through it. I just was like, oh man, I love this. We are speaking truth into each other's life. Not just saying nice things, not just saying fluffy things, but actually we are calling out the DNA of who God is in each and every one of us. So we pray that as you're listening to this podcast, you will be able to do the same with the women that are around you. You'll be able to do the same with your sisters, with your friends, and be calling out those gems and those gold nuggets that are in each and every one of you. But that being said, as we are wrapping up this episode, we would love to share um, one of our favorite verses. So each person is going to share what their favorite verse is. And um, yeah, we hope that you are encouraged with that. Um, Emily, you can take us away with that. Alrighty. So my favorite verse comes from Philippians 4, verses 8 through 9. And I am going to read those quick. It says, finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there is any excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise, think about these things. What you have learned and received and heard and seen in me, practice these things, and the God of peace will be with you. God really put that verse on my heart in college, and one day, hopefully, I'll get to share that story with you, but it's really just stuck with me and I think that just in life being reminded for myself of just thinking about truth and the things of the Lord has brought me and carried me through a lot of great times and hard times. Um, But just being reminded that that's what God calls us to set our minds on has been really pivotal for me. So that would be my favorite first. Man, do you want to share yours? Yes. So I have a chapter not a verse, um, <laughs> but it's, uh, yeah, I know I'm being extra, uh, but it really has been my life. Uh, just what I've drawn back to over and over and over again. And just to read some of it, it says, God is our refuge and strength, a very ha- present help in trouble. 
Actually, I'm going to read all of it. I wasn't going to. It's not too long. Stick with me. Uh, Picking up in verse two. Therefore, we will not fear, though the earth gives way, though the mountains be moved into the heart of the sea, though its waters roar in foam, though the mountains tremble at its swelling. There is a river whose streams make glad the city of God, the holy habitation of the Most High. God is in the midst of her. She shall not be moved. God will help her when morning dawns. The nations rage, the kingdoms totter. He utters his voice, the earth melts. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. Come, behold the works of the Lord, how he has brought desolation on the earth. He makes war cease to the ends of the earth. He breaks the bow and shatters the spear. He burns the chariots with fire. Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. And that has just given me confidence in who God is. He's with me. It says, um, he's in the midst of her. She shall not be moved. Just this idea of that he will help her when the morning dawns and, and to be still and know that he is God. That has just brought me to my knees many, many a times to just continue to surrender to the Lord and be reminded of who he is, that he is the God of the most high. And that it has just been a, a really important chapter in my life. So that's fine. So good. So good, Amanda. So I'm going to finish us off with the favorite verse. And um, mine is actually also from Philippians 4, like Emily. And it's from Philippians 4, verse 1 to 4. And it says, I, therefore, the prisoner of the Lord, beseech you to walk worthy of the calling with which you are called. With tender humility and quiet patience, always demonstrate gentleness and generous love towards one another, especially towards those who may try your patience. Be faithful to God, the sweet harmony of the Holy Spirit among you in the bonds of peace, being one body, one spirit, as you were all called into the same glorious hope of divine destiny. And the part that really got me about that verse is um, the first part where it says, I beseech you to walk worthy of the calling of which you were called to. And each decade of my life, um, God has always got a pivotal verse that um, really speaks into the journey of what I'm going through in that in that season. And and for my 30s, this has been such a big um, verse where God is going, are you living a life that is worthy of the call that I've called you on earth? And we all have a different mandate that God has given us on this earth. And it looks very different to the person next to you. But the thing is that we all have a responsibility to live worthy of that calling and i i remember when i met that verse and it came crashing into my life i i felt this weight of responsibility and i was like if i say that i am a child of god if i say i am christian i am to be christ-like jesus christ came on this earth and he was worthy of the calling of which he was called to he was worthy of what god had said and in every breath that he took in every moment he was on this earth he was focused on what god had spoken god the father had spoken to him about what his mandate was on this earth and in that moment i thought lord i do not want to waste my years on this earth chasing after things that are not in alignment to what you have called me to. So I will stick in my lane and I will run the race that you have for me. And I pray that at the end of the race, you know, I live a life that is worthy to what God has 
Oh, me too. So um, as we wrap up this episode, we pray that you have been encouraged through the laughter, through the fun stories and everything that has been spoken today. And even at the end, as we have encouraged each other, we pray that um, you have come on this journey. You know us a little bit better than you did from the last episode. But even in that, you are excited to dig into your word and know who God has created you to be and what he has spoken over your life. So stick around as we give you the challenge and the prayer action for this week. Well, like Taff said, we're just so grateful that you guys joined us for episode two. So um, it is the time for our personal challenge and our prayer challenge. So I have our personal challenge this week, and that is going to be, as we shared kind of at the end of the episode, what our favorite verses are in the Bible, that this week you write down your favorite verse on a sticky note, you write it in your car, you write it on your mirror in your bathroom, or you put it on as a reminder in your phone or anything like that. We want to just practice writing down truth, putting it in places where it's going to remind us constantly of what God says. And and if this is new for you, and if maybe you don't have a favorite verse or even just coming to the Bible is a new you know practice for you, if there was a verse that stood out from Emily Taffier, I take one of ours and write it down or just spend time reading through maybe our verses if that was something you know that you haven't heard or they were new for you sorry um and just writing those things down we really believe there's also power in just writing it out and making it plain and putting it someplace that we can see to continually remind ourselves so that is your challenge for the personal challenge of the week Awesome. And I've got our prayer challenge. And that is going to be just pray that the Lord would be louder than the noise. That truth of the gospel of who God says you are is louder than the voices in your head or what people are telling you. That you would remember that you are a daughter of the King. That you are loved. That you are cherished. That you are created. Um, that he knit you together in your mother's room. I was just reading Psalm 139 this morning and just so much truth of who we are, it comes from that. And so just spend time praying that um, God's truth would be louder and that you would be encouraged, that your heart would be encouraged through those prayers. Thank you so much for listening to The Creative Podcast. Don't forget to like and subscribe to whatever platform you're listening on. You can find us at created.podcast on Instagram and also on our website, youarecreated.com. Hope you join us next week. But until then, don't forget, you are created.